It's Eat Right Radio. It's all about eating right. Produced with the help of our friends at the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Here's Melanie Cole, MS. Hitting the road for a family road trip, you wouldn't bring, you know, begin a trip with an empty tank of gas. So remember to fuel up with a few healthful eating tips. My guest today is Heather Mangieri. She is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and academy spokesperson. Welcome to the show. So talk to us about road tripping. Now, you said something a little bit interesting off the air about over snacking during road trips. So why don't you start with that, Heather? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, there's nothing more fun than loading up the car with friends and family and heading off to an adventure. But there's something about being in the car that makes us think that we can snack the whole time. Um, And often those snacks are are not the mini meals that we recommend, but they're those low-nutrient, sugar-salty foods that aren't necessarily nourishing our body. Um, So, you know, we want to talk about some rules for the road trip, if you will. Um, And first of all, you know, I would always say it, it really depends on how long you're going to be in the car, depending on what you're going to pack, um, and if you're going to pack anything. So, you know, if you're, if you're in the car for a vehicle or whatever it is you're taking for, you know, two to four hours, it may not be necessary to pack snacks at all. You know, you can start that trip well-fed, and by the time you get to your destination, maybe, you know, that's when you have your next meal. But if you're planning on being in the car for a longer time, then packing and preparing healthy snacks will really prevent you from scavenging for junk food along the way. So you think under two hours and you really should just, you know, load up a little bit beforehand so that you don't have to snack the whole time. Yeah, that's generally my recommendation because, you know, having food and snacks in the car really sets you up for that mindless munching, especially, you know, a lot of vehicles today have DVD players in them and and kids. Is we wouldn't recommend eating while watching TV in your living room. We really don't recommend that for the car either because it really sets you up for just loading up on these munchy snacks. And, you know, when it comes time to sit down to a real meal, nobody's hungry. Well, that's true. I've run into that numerous times myself. And we get up there and then I'm going to make a meal and nobody's really hungry because they've been eating little mini bagels and things in the car. <laughs> so exactly. when we do want to eat in the car... If it's a longer ride, and maybe we feed lunch before or something, and then we get into the car, what are some good, healthy things that also don't make a mess in the car? Well, the first first rule of advice is to invest in a cooler and ice packs, because planning protein-packed foods requires the most effort because they require refrigeration and they can be a food safety risk. So if you have a cooler and ice pack, your options are really endless, and you can really build a healthy meal while you're in the car. So, for example, you know, making hard-boiled eggs in advance or cutting up cheese cubes and having cheese and crackers in the car, mini yogurts, making turkey sandwiches. These are, these are you know, just a few items that come to mind in a cooler. Um, you can also pack the shelf stable snacks, but that then leads to rule number two, which is always place them in a single-serve container because items like, you know, you can make a really healthy trail mix, for example, but it's very, very easy to overeat. And if you're just kind of eating it out of the bag, there's a good chance that you're going to fill up on that. So trail mix, you know, raisins, fresh fruit are are really good um, options. Again, crackers and cheese, nut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, um, 
you know, there's, there's tons, tons of options, but the, the main idea is that you want to mix. You still want to mix that protein with those other more portable shelf-stable snacks so that you get a nice blend of nutrients. Well, I love your suggestion about putting them in single-serving containers as well, especially if kids are involved, because you don't want everybody sticking their little sticky hands into <laughs> the same bag over and over, and then the hands go into the mouth, and that's a great way to spread colds and other germs. So single-serving containers limits people so they don't overeat and overindulge, plus keeps the spreading things around and making a mess of the car to a minimum. Give us some more, Heather. And, I, and that's a huge one, too. You know, I just got back from vacation with my children, and, you know, the back seat can become a, a disaster area if you're not careful. And it also gives, you know, kids the opportunity to, to you know, choose what they want, which I think is really important um, because we don't all have the same taste and we don't all want the same foods at the same time. But things like, you know, a bag of pretzels in the back seat of a car is, you know, a, a parent nightmare whenever you get to the destination. Um, the, you know, the third thing I would suggest is don't forget meal times. You know, and, and set boundaries for when you're on um, when you're on a road trip. You know, just like you would have a meal time at home or a snack time, it's important to do that when you're road tripping too. So, you know, if you stop for lunch at noon, um, you know, set up that boundary that the next time that there's going to be a snack or meal, it's four o'clock if you're still in the car. Um, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, you know these these constant snacks. It really can be. No, no, no. We're going to eat. You know, we're going to stop at a restaurant, or we're going to stop somewhere in, in, you know, two hours, for example. Um, you know, the 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 fourth thing I always suggest is to think outside that typical restaurant, because nowadays fast food restaurants, or I'm sorry, not fast food restaurants, but the um, gas stations and you know those quick stops along the way. Most of them have microwaves, and so this can be a really, um, you know, nice way to pack meals if you're trying to save money, too. Um, and this is something that even, especially in my family, we do a lot because my son's on a special diet and he has some allergies. So we are, you know, we, we do a lot of packing meals, stopping at these stations, heating up meals in the microwave, and, you know, sitting there and having that meal. But it doesn't have to be that, you know, quick frozen thing that, that they sell in that freezer section. It can, really can be something that you've, that you've packed in your cooler and that you've planned out and that you've taken along. Heather, how healthy or unhealthy as a as a road trip snack is jerky, beef jerky? Because I've been reading labels lately, and some of them have very little fat with good source of protein. Are they bad for us? Well, I actually like jerky as a snack because it's a protein pick that doesn't need refrigerated, so which makes it really nice. I would say that um, you know beef jerky is very high in sodium, so it's you have to, again, watch the portion size. If you buy a bag of it and you eat the entire bag, well, that kind of is, it's, it's not, it's like, that's what makes it unhealthy. But having that serving size or passing it along in the car and sharing it between everybody, I think that's a really, um, you know, can be a, a good um, protein source for, without, without needing that refrigeration and having to worry about food safety. And I think an important point to make is also just, you know, when you were talking about making lunch and bringing the coolers, to make sure you bring napkins and things, even if you're passing out peaches or grapes, 
you know, that, that messy, sticky issue again comes out into the car. So give us some more of your great suggestions, and we only have just a minute or two left. Okay, yeah. So the other thing is, you know, like you mentioned, uh, baby wipes, you know, they're not just for babies. They can, you know, have them in the car. Kids are, kids make a lot of messes when it comes to that. But, uh, you know, take a garbage bag in the car with you and keep it in the back seat. And, and that way, you know, mo- if you if you have these single-serve items and, and they're put into baggies ahead of time or you have sandwiches wrapped in sandwich bags or foil, the kids can just fold up their mess, throw it right into that big garbage bag, take their wipe, clean their hands, and then they're ready to go. But, yeah, it's a, it's a real preparation as far as, you know, really setting up what it's going to look like in the car, just like you would set it up at a, you know, in a, in a, at a kitchen table, but with all portable th- things that can be, you know, re- thrown away. How often we get out of the car and stretch? That was going to be my last suggestion. Don't forget to get out of the car and stretch. Even though, you know, the biggest complaint is we want to get to our destination, but when you, we travel for long periods, our hip flexors, our lower back, shoulders and necks can really tense up. So take the time to stretch them out. Um, I wouldn't say there's any set time, but, you know, we call them, you know, burpee breaks or jump rope or, you know, just run around the parking lot. Well, not the parking lot, but, uh, you know, on the side. Um, a lot of the rest stops have grassy areas where you can get out and stretch, and don't forget that's really important for your body. Thank you so much, Heather Mangieri. You're listening to Eat Right Radio with our friends from eatright.org. That's where you can find more information at eatright.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.